And now, Inside the Arena presents NAL Now, bringing you the best from the National Arena League, with your host, Stephen Furr. Last year they went undefeated to beat everybody, but this year is going to be a lot tougher. And Jose Bahina. Basically, I've told anybody who will listen to me about it, and I know people are fired up over this. All right, we're a little late this week, but we are both here to this week. Uh, uh, welcome, let's, let's go into a welcome, everybody, to NA on Now, inside the arena's very own podcast dedicated to everything National Arena League. Alongside Jose Bahina, I'm Stephen Err. We're going to jump right into it because we're on a short schedule here tonight. Uh, let's start with the Sharks and Predators. Uh, I missed last week's show, so I didn't get to talk about how the Predators change everything up and they beat the Cobras. So that credit to Kenny McIntyre for that. It said things were going to change, and things obviously changed for at least one week. Then they come down, they, then they host the Sharks, and it's 18 nothing the end of the first quarter. So really, the Sharks, I think, you know, Jose, we've talked about this. The Sharks and Cobras, two best teams. Now, now I think the Sharks, they're pulling away from the Cobras as the top team in the league right now. Yeah, I kind of actually, I, I agree with you there. Um, there is a disparity between... Uh, the Cobras and the Sharks, you know, and then the drop-off after that. But, yeah, the the uh, Jacksonville Sharks are kind of pulling away with it a little bit. I mean, you got to look, like I said, they've got, you know, the best defense right now, um, almost statistically across the board. Uh, Carolina's a close second to them. But, you know, like I said, the, the gap is widening between those two. And then, uh, you know, that's kind of why we need a – I was thinking about this earlier. Orlando has uh, posted a better record already that, than Lehigh did last year, right? <laughs> so I'm saying, but I mean, my point is that it keeps the pack closer together. Um, you know, it's not quite so, such a drop off in, you know, the uh, records and, you know, the, the overall perception of the team. Uh, so I think it keeps everything a little bit closer knit. And I, I kind of appreciate that, like I said, especially when you do have two teams that are such front runners. Right, so uh, yeah, I mean, you are right. The Lehigh Valley Steelhawks finished 0 and 15 last year. The Code, the Predators, at least have two wins, so they're not the worst team we've ever seen, but still, they're the worst team right now, 2 and 6 in the National Arena League. All right, so there's that. The Sharks beat the Cobras. Sharks beat the Predators, excuse me, 48 20. Five wins in a row for the Sharks. Uh, this is the Sharks team I wanted to see since week one. Obviously, they lost to the week one, and when I'm a rant, but since then, five in a row. And like we said, best team in the league. You keep kicking ass, Sharks. We're rooting for you. I know I am. Uh, then we go down. We're going to go to the other side of the. Uh, sorry for this. We're going to go to the other side of the streets where the streets <laughs> oh, have gone on. from 2 and 0. <laughs> to, the streets have lost two of the last three games. The last two losses have come against the same team, the Pirates. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the hell is going on here with the streets. Things are looking so well. You know, they beat the Sharks. They're on top of the world. Okay, then you beat the Predators. Okay, fine. That's cool. Whatever. Then you lose to the Cobras. Cobras are good. Then you win again. I don't remember. They beat the, they barely beat the Predators then. So then I was like, okay, what the hell is going on? They, they barely beat the Predators? What? And then you lose two straight to the Pirates. So, Jose, we talked about this before the season. The streets, we felt like. They were going to be the last team, bottom of the barrel in this league. They're not there yet. They might get there, though. I'm just saying, because th- two of the three losses back to 500. 
Uh, it's not looking good right now up in the Big Apple. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, again, I'm there with you on that. Like I said, the, the numbers back that up. That yeah, New York is like I said in that pack. It may be tight, but uh, they are slipping dramatically farther and farther down uh, that list. If you would like, I said they're the gap between five and six is closing up. It's not as wide as it was. Same as uh, the gap between one and two is widening out. That's where the gap's closing. Uh, like I said, Massachusetts and, and uh, Columbus. Like I said, looking pretty good as of late. Like I said, um, Mass with getting those wins, and like I said, you you see the impact that uh, Dexter McCluster and um, the lineman that they just recently signed to his name slips my mind right now. But like I said, you can see the impact that's being made after uh, Jawad Yatim said that you know he said relax and made a couple of changes. Yeah. You see how it's working out for the Pirates. Uh, I remember we had him on that week, and after the, he channeled it in around Rogers, and obviously it's worked out so far. Pirates are three and four around there, somewhere around there. They're they're, they're getting better. You're gonna beat the streets, and now you have to ride that momentum into your bye week this week, by the way, and then into the Predators game the week after that, the June fifteenth game against Orlando. Got to ride that wave after two straight wins. Okay, so we're going past that. The, the Pirates beat the streets the last two weeks. Kudos to the Pirates. Streets, get it together. Cobras! Oh, Lord. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, I don't know. I can't explain that Predators loss. That's just credit to Kenny McIntyre changing things up real fast. Cobras, I watched this Lions game against the Cobras. But God, the Cobras just look so good. Like, the first two drives, it was easy money. We had uh, LeVon Pearson score the first touchdown, and on the second touchdown, I mean, I just wow, I remember that play clear as day. McCollum had the, all the time in the world to throw the ball, and he threw a beautiful touchdown. I forget who caught it. Uh, it was Jolly. Jolly, because Jared Jolly. It was a beautiful, just beautiful play by the whole Cobras. And really, it's a beautiful game by the Cobras. So this is just a really good Cobras team, like we said. It's not at the best, but they're obviously the second best. Yeah, and another thing about that game, like I said, you you know they had to bounce back um, after the bad loss at home against Orlando. Like I said, not even really a bad loss. I mean, it was just a tough game, and they had you know it looked like I guess some mental errors or something. But the defense just wasn't clicking that night for whatever reason, and it's you know loss is a loss. So yeah, they had to bounce back against that, and you know they've already beaten Columbus once this year. Uh, you know they had the opportunity to do it again this time in Columbus, and you know, they came out and they played strong. Like I said, this was a good, strong game. You look at it, Carolina put up 14 points uh, every quarter uh, until the fourth and where they, you know, they, they uh, settled for a field goal. And uh, Brandon Rutherford, the new kicker for the Carolina Cobras, uh, come in and look solid all day. Yeah, good stuff by the Cobras all around. We don't have a guest tonight, unfortunately, but, but it's also the Cobras also – you know, let's, we'll react to this now because we have a little bit of time here. Clayton Banner, the director of player personnel for the Cobras, passed away Sunday morning, 11.20 Eastern time, according to his daughter. The only thing I remember about Clayton Banner, personally, was he when he was during the offseason, he was having single-player tryouts. It wasn't like an open tryout where 50 guys come and do it. No, he was having single-player tryouts. And at first, I was like, why are you doing What are you doing? This makes no sense. I think about it more now. It actually makes a lot of sense because the Cobras 
had just won the championship. What more do they need to change? They don't need to change much. So let's bring in a couple guys, see if we can get better in a couple positions. And maybe that's what Clayton was thinking when he did this. So obviously now I'm thinking about it. It's a very smart move by him. Uh, Jose, you work with the Cobras, so you knew Clayton a little more personally. What can you tell us about what kind of person he was? You know, Clayton, I'll say this, like I said, you know, condolences to his his immediate family and everything. But, yeah, Clayton was a fantastic guy. I mean, I can't say there's nothing, you know, from the day I met him, I know he originally worked with the Columbus Lions previously. And, you know, the the day I met him here in uh, Greensboro, like I said, just a genuine guy. And like I said, you know, he really, really uh, knew all his stuff about the arena game. Like I said, you know, from his, you know, methods of how he did his tryouts, you know, and, and what he looked for in people, uh, all of his scouting and everything. Uh, just one of those kind of people that you, you know, you just couldn't replace. And uh, like I said, it's he's going to be sorely missed all throughout the arena football world. The arena football world reacted big time to the loss of Clayton Banner yesterday. Got people talking about it all over Facebook, all over in social media. It was just big big thing and i was like wow i could not believe it so he sent condolences to the banner family to the carolina cobras organization and to the rest of the national arena league because we are all mourning the loss of an excellent very smart man in clayton banner but we must uh, like life life goes on we all know this and the cobras must move on as they are coming up here to my neck of the woods the big apple for a game against the Streets. Uh, the last time these two teams played, they're both 2-0. and The Streets have lost 2-3 of three since then. They're now 3-3. Three and three. Right? Yeah, 3-3 or three or 4. Uh, something like that. You get the point. And the Cobras are bouncing back after a loss against the Predators with the win over the Lions. So, like we said earlier, Jose, these Streets have just absolutely struggled these last four games. Losing 3-4. of four. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, and Carolina, like we like we also said, too damn good. So I think it's a close game for about the first, maybe maybe a little bit of second quarter. But after that, the Cobras are just going to pull away even more. About a fourth quarter, all Cobras. This is going to be not one of those close, not a blowout. But it's not going to be close either. Uh, you know, no. Looking at, at what what's been going on, and again, yeah, this is going to be uh, up in the Westchester Center, first time the Carolina Cobras go up there. Um, this is actually going to be a 3 p.m. game, which, like I said, yeah. we've, we've seen that already in New York um, against Massachusetts. Um, and I, I guess if that game is any indicator, um, I'm going to have to imagine, maybe, well, maybe since this is on Saturday, the, the crowds will be a little bit better than they were on that Monday afternoon. But um, I, I don't know how this is, uh, like I said, if this is a scheduling conflict or what, but... Um, I'm not a fan of it, but like I said, that if that's the way it's got to be, that's the way it's got to be to get the games taken care of. Now, I don't know why it's a 3 o'clock game either. I checked Liberty, New York Liberty, who also play at the Westchester County Center, don't have a game that day. The only game that day in the WNBA is the Lynx and the Sparks, which is in Minnesota. So I don't know what happened there. So I don't know. But there you go, Streets Cobras, 3 p.m. at the Westchester County Center. Wish I could go, but I have a game in Metuchen at 7, and transportation to pain in the ass. So, go streets. Let's get bounced back now. Showing a little bias, but sorry. All right, this is going. Uh, I don't know if it calls the game of the week, I guess. 
Sharks and Lions. This is this is there. There are two questions that need to be answered here. The first one is: Did Columbus just have a bad game last week against Columbus? Because Luke Collins is really like the first few plays. He was tripping over himself, literally tripping over his own two feet, falling to the ground, and obviously the Lions fell to the Cobras. Or and we uh, we talked about this: Are the Sharks pulling away as the best team in the league? This game is going to answer both questions. Well, maybe both questions, I think. If it's close, then uh, let's see. I'm trying to think what what word this. This if this if the Sharks keep the Sharks Lions game is close. I have a feeling that we're going to say that the Lions just had a bad game. If the Sharks blow them out, then the Sharks are obviously the best team. Jose, you got anything on that? Um, well, I'm kind of using the, the game against Carolina as a kind of the litmus test for that. You know, just looking back at the numbers. Yeah, Luke Collis didn't have a, a great game. Uh, he was 19 of 34 in that game, but didn't throw any, intercep- any interceptions uh, for 170 yards, 14 tu- uh, four touchdowns, <laughs> not 14. That'd be a, a whole different ball game. Um, but like I said, you know, that's kind of the, where I'm having to grade it. That, like I said, we know Carolina has a really stout defense. Like I said, you know, other than uh, the one collapse against Orlando where they stubbed their toe. And if I'm kind of thinking, you know, that if the Lions are going to struggle against Carolina like they did, um, like I said, you know, just come up a little bit short, like I said, you know, be held to 14 points in the first half. Um, I think I would be a little worried if I was the Columbus Lions going up against what we can only, um, you know, say is probably a more stout defense and the best defense in the league right now in the Sharks. It'd be yeah, concerning. I'm thinking, oh, go ahead, yeah. Um, I'm thinking that the Sharks win and they prove to us that they're the best team in the league. And kind of like with the Predators, you know, maybe they're doing better, but they lost to the Sharks because they're so good. I think that's the same, same thing I'm going to say with the Lions. You know, they lost to the Sharks. That doesn't mean the Lions are bad. It means a lot. The Sharks are just that good. And like we mentioned, Pirates, Predators, I believe they're both off because I saw on the schedule they play each other June 15th. So I assume they're both off this week. So there's well, we, we're not going to talk about that game. But how about Jose? Uh, you're not as big as I am into the American Real League. I know you, you ask questions in the chat we have. We have breaking news right now on any on now about the American Arena League. I'm sorry to do this, but I have to. Chris Payne, quarterback for the Peach State Cats, has informed me they have earned a forfeit win over the Carolina Energy because the Energy will not be able to secure the arena in time for Saturday's playoff game. So that means the Peach State Cats have won a playoff game. Holy crap. Well, I, I, I guess if you're a fan of the American Arena League, that's... That's some pretty hot news. <laughs> that, that is huge because the Carolina Energy finished 5-0, and looking to be a title contender. They're done because they could not secure the home arena. Wow. That's another story for another time. I'm sorry. I had to break the news. I'm just uh, we're about to put it on social media now. But any final thoughts on this upcoming week? We got a couple good games. Um, no, like I said, I, I'm, I'm kind of interested – like I said, I, I almost want to. Re- I like. I don't want to retract what I said earlier about you know not liking the game being at three o'clock, but at least it does give a little bit of that spread. Like I said, I think we're we're kind of getting used to seeing that more and more in the National Arena League where the games are spread out. Like I said, you've seen some Sunday games. We've seen a we've seen a Monday game 
uh, a Friday game. So like I said, an early Saturday, I guess it's okay since there's two games to watch and you're going to have to catch the other one at seven. You don't have to flip back and forth, but I, I still don't like it. But Yeah, well, I guess a Saturday afternoon is better than a Monday night, even if it's, especially a holiday. That was just, wow. Mm. I don't know. But there, there's been a, issues with the Westchester County Center and in general in the streets and stuff. So we got a couple games, exciting games this weekend. Sharks-Lions down at the Tank in Jacksonville. And the streets will be hosting the Cobras. Hopefully they can bounce back. It's a 4-3, not 3-4. and four. We'll see what happens. And I know So that's it for me. That's it for Jose. We're done here. Thank you all for listening to the latest episode of NL Now. He's Jose Bahina. I'm Stephen Err. Rest in peace, Mr. Clayton Banner. You will be missed by the entire Ringer football community. And for the rest of us, see you next week, guys.